which is, I know, sleeping is great. But it can be overrated, though, when you have a lot of coffee. Motion to adopt is to, wait, wait, this is a, item number 90 is a motion to adopt the budget resolution within the general fund to transfer $300,000 from the commission reserve for aerial and ground larva sighting to reduce the spread of the Zika virus. And thank you so much for being here all day with us. Uh, it's government at its best. So, so. Thank you. Uh, Yes, this is our um, this is our uh, mosquito es expert. But I also I don't know if traffic that you still, oh, yes. Uh, first of all, I from where I'm sitting, I couldn't see you, and I do apologize. Dr. Thatchy has been here pretty much all day <laughs> waiting to do this presentation, so I do apologize for that. But we have a very brief. Um, presentation, and I want you to be able to um, ask questions of of our staff, Anton or uh, Dr. Thatchy, um, as it relates to Zika and um, where we are here in Broward County versus other places around the state. So, with that, thank you, Bertha. Uh, my name is Anton, Director of Highway and Bridge Maintenance. Oh. Don't worry about the wake; it's been quite entertaining for us. Quite. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. You know what I mean. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the, uh, oh, thank you. Uh, the um, Zika has been in the news a lot lately, uh, but a little, a little bit of, of history. The disease has been around for over 60 years, um, and it's been fairly quiet up till about two years ago, and then we start seeing a spike. Those of us in the mosquito work keep an eye on those things. Uh, we started seeing a spike uh, about two years ago through the Caribbean and South America and Central America. We started getting concerned about that, uh, so we started monitoring very, very, uh, very closely. About a year ago, um, cases in Brazil, uh, Central America started popping up, and there was a major explosion. Uh, at that point, there was not a definitive link yet, uh, but. Because we've seen this before through dengue and chikungunya and other diseases through this mosquito, uh, we thought to keep an eye on it. Uh, at that point, uh, our office, Mosquito Control and the Health Department, started working very closely together to coordinate, uh, to set up set of protocols should it happen. Um, fast forward a few months in February this year, the governor declared a, a public health emergency in February. Uh, started with four county, and then a few days later, he declared a public health emergency, including Brow for Zika virus. And what that public health emergency did was that <coughs> it declared, oh, it worked. Wow, so proud of myself. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm Asian, I'm engineer, I should be good with computer, but I'm really not. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm always so proud that I can I'm make it work. Um, the lead agency is the Florida Department of Health, and fortunately, Dr. Thatchy and our office, Dr. Thatchy, uh, has led the uh, the Broward <coughs> County um, Health Department here for a number of years now, and our office has worked very closely together in the past. Um, since that time, um, and if, even before that, we started amassing different uh, type of um, products and chemical of how we can use because we understand that this is the same type of mosquito. However, the disease is very different. And one of the unique things about this disease is because most people that get it don't, don't even know they get it. So because of that, um, 
we, under, we, we know it's just a matter of time before we start getting travel-related cases, being that we're so close and many of our residents live and have visitors here from South and Central America. Uh, we have very, uh, a lot of partners in this effort, of course. Um, the health department is number one. Uh, our offices talk almost on a daily basis. Dr. Thadji called me, and she knows. If she calls me at midnight, I'll pick up the phone. I call last Friday. She was homesick. She picks up the phone and talks to me. Uh, so we work very closely together. In addition, Miguel Asgrun, the uh, emergency management division director, has been such instrumental in helping everybody to pull all the emergency managers together um, and then the code enforcement folks together in order for us to inform them what we're doing and how they can participate in our effort. And then Office of Public Communications, Purchasing Division has been so helpful to us, uh, particularly you know, in the Purchasing Division where they're uh, helping us buy new equipments, uh, uh, chemicals, you know, tools that our staff need in order to be prepared for this. Um, wh what is Zika virus? It, the Zika virus is primarily transmitted to the Aedes aegypti mosquito, um, primarily because it can be transmitted through sex as well. Um, Aedes aegypti has been around this area a long time. Uh, it's transmitted other diseases like dengue fever, chikungunya, and yellow fever. Um, and we've had them, you know, in a few here and there in the past. That's when that's how we work very closely with the health department. And in the past, we've uh, been able to keep these diseases, you know, away from becoming such a, a, a becoming an epidemic. You know, there are one or two cases. We work very closely together, and we be able to knock them down. <coughs> um, the mosquito is very distinct. Um, it loves. It's not different. The type of mosquito is very different from what we call the floodwater mosquito, where you would get bitten from if you walk into the park or in the Everglades. Uh, they love to live around people's home. They're what we call the urban mosquitoes. <coughs> they feed all day long, unlike other mosquitoes that feed uh, during early morning hour and afternoon. This, this type of mosquito is all day long they can bite, and only the female bite, because she needs the blood meal in order to uh, reproduce the eggs. They can even survive indoor, and they need very, very little water to breathe. Um, that's why, because of all these reasons, it's so important that uh, of best and first line of defense are the businesses and the residents. That's why there is such a campaign between the health department and us to let our residents and, and our businesses know how they can help because they are the best line of defense. If there's no clean standing water in, even in small spaces, um, they can't breathe. If they can't breathe, they can't multiply. If they, don't, if they can't multiply, they can't bite. Um, this number has changed. 81 confirmed travel-related cases in Broward County. As of this afternoon, it's now 85 confirmed travel-related cases. And what that means is that these patients uh, contract. We know they have Zika <coughs> uh, through the health department, but they contracted elsewhere, and now they're in our area. Um, and aside from the 81, we have uh, the 85 right now. We have, oh, we've have had over 300 suspected cases. And I'll, I'll tell you in a minute what, why that matters. Um, but even, and right now, uh, we're second in the state, right behind Miami-Dade County. Uh, I believe Miami-Dade County, as, as of today, have 136 uh, travel-related cases and a number of uh, locally acquired cases. Palm Beach County is far behind the third at about 23 travel-related cases. Uh, 
With all that, we only have one non-travel related cases, which has been investigated and closed by the health department. And we have had no active local transmission or ongoing or any ongoing investigation by the health department at this point. Uh, for each of the suspected or confirmed cases, we visit and educate nearby businesses and residents, many times with the health department inspector. Uh, the health department's role is to educate the residents and business how to protect themselves. We work with the residents and the businesses on how to eliminate the breeding ground because source elimination is the best and number one line of defense. We also spray the surrounding area to immediately knock down the mosquito population, whether Aedes aegypti is around there or not. Then we set up a mosquito trap that particularly captured that type of mosquito because just because you've been by that mosquito doesn't mean it's by that particular mosquito that can trans transmit the virus. Uh, we do an entomology evaluation and then we treat the bodies of water with a natural larvicide. And all this is repeated by again and again with each of the suspected or confirmed cases. And it's not just where uh, these patients live, but it's also where they may work. If a person is working out, uh, happen to be a construction worker, we also treat that area as well. <coughs> um, we have taken many proactive steps to minimize spread. Um, the state health department is the lead agency for outreach efforts, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe they passed out over a million flyers in Broward County alone. Um, Broward County has created door hangers in four different languages, particularly for Zika. And on the door hangers, they're very specific, basically a checklist of what the resident and business can look for. We've done flyers, new releases, social media and website. Um, I've done a number of workshops with federal state agencies. We conducted uh, several uh, together with health department at the EOC, uh, with the cities, uh, code enforcement, emergency management, and how they can participate and help us. Uh, we've also worked with Nova Southeastern University um, because they pulled together a number of medical professionals in which part we were, uh, we took part in it to educate the professionals, the medical professionals, what their role is because it's so important that they transmit this information properly to the health department. The health department transmits that information to us in a very timely manner because we have a very limited amount of time, what we call the varenic period, when this person can spread the the virus through a mosquito and then the mosquito through another person. Um, on a typical peak day for us in the summer, we would get 500, 600 service requests. Uh, we're peaking at right now about 6,000 service calls on a peak days. This is an example of the flyers, uh, the door hangers, and this is an example of the flyers. Um, significant resource we've expended um, since the beginning of last year. We started reassigning training staff from the Highway and Bridge Maintenance Division to mosquito-related activity. Right now, we have over 20 people uh, that normally doesn't work on uh, mosquito that have been assigned working on different mosquito activity in some way, shape, or form to support our mosquito control inspector and our mosquito control staff. We have trained cross-trained staff from the Water Management Division. Um, they are licensed and we can activate them whenever we need to. Um, we spend an uh, enormous amount of overtime right now and I have to say uh, our staff has really stepped up um, because every time we ask of them, you know, via dengue or chikungunya, and this time we're working our staff, uh, we break up the schedule. We start at 2 a.m. 
there's a group that worked from 2 a.m. and then there's a group that started working from 8 a.m. onward in order for us to provide the coverage. <coughs> and each time they, they've always stepped up. We bought additional chemicals and equipment and vehicles. Um, <coughs> excuse me, talking real fast, I know everybody's tired. So what uh, agenda number 90 is, is for contract assistance for aerial lava sign and ground lava sign. Um, and then it's also have, um, give us the ability to purchase additional chemicals and equipment. Um, with, with that, uh, open up for questions. Um, Commissioner Wexler. So you went from 500 a day to 5,000? 6,000. 6,000 in the way of requests the hotline or the you could do it on you know yeah the we there's several ways through email there is a uh, request through online we get a lot of them online and through our phone line okay so and you're able to accomplish getting to those residents or those areas because i suspect it might be localized to certain areas or is it all over <laughs> it's calls? all over the county right now but um, keep in mind with these requests that come in, many of them in, are in one neighborhood. That's what I, yeah, yes. that's what I'm thinking. So you could have a hundred, say, in West Davie. Yes. Um, but each one of those would count towards the six thousand because each one of them right. put in a request. Service request. And you're able to get to them within what period of time? Right now is two to three days. Two to three days. That's pretty good. That really is. I think so. Very good, very good. No, I, I you know, I, and this item 90 for the $300,000 just gets you through this fiscal year, yes, which is right. over September 30th. Right. Okay. And that should, did we, are we increasing the budget for them for next year? So what's the? So what we're doing, um, um, as you get closer to the end of the year, right. you know, you start saving some money here and there, and so you start reallocating money. So they've spent everything that they can get their hands on, and so that's why they're back um, at this point. But um, if this continues, and and right now I have a request in to the governor to do more. I mean, I, you've heard him on in any number of settings where he's, uh, indicating that he's requesting additional support from the federal government, but we're now um, okay. requesting additional support from him. So between what we're able to amass with grants, uh, we, may, we may be back to the board again in the new fiscal year if, but we're if not this continues. But we're not necessarily looking to pump the, their budget up for this next fiscal year. No, not yet. Unless this continues correct and we are looking to go to recoup and and tap into federal as well as state funds for i mean i imagine you're spending a lot of money on printing also not just uh, the side and, and, and but but these these door hangers and the handouts and all of that all you know it, that's a, are we doing our own printing in house or how are we doing that? We go through the print shop. The yes. print shop. Okay. But that, that money does come out of the mosquito control. Yeah, budget. yeah, I know. Because, of course, that I, that I know. But at some point, we're going to look to be reimbursed from either the state or the feds for this. Um, right now, we do have a grant from the state for 223000 okay. 
Now, there are some restrictions in those grants, so I'm not quite sure how much of that grant we will get because we have to jump over certain hurdles. Um, <clears throat> and we're working with the Department of Agriculture to hopefully remove some of those hurdles okay. so we can recoup that. Up to this point, we've been able to move money around within our budget to accommodate the work and to move people from other tasks. Thank you. Excellent presentation. Thank you. Commissioner Lamarca. Uh, Anton, you mentioned hoops to get this state money. What I mean, I mean, you mentioned yesterday the same thing, but what, can you be a little more definitive? Like, what, what, what would it tie us to? Sure. Because uh, these for, are mosquitoes. I don't think they have a political party or a demographic <laughs> or voters. I, don't, I think, they just, you know, we just need to kill the uh, damn things and be done with it. Let me give you an example right now. For example, in July, uh, the state committed to giving us $107,000. However, if we don't spend that money in July, we lose it. Um, so that's one hurdle. Number two, in the, of the $107,000, we have, there are, we can only spend 20%, we can only recoup about 20% of that $107,000 for, for salary, another 20% on equipment, some percent percentage on chemical. Well, certain, you know, we may not need chemical in July. We have chemical already. I'm certainly not going to go out and buy chemical if we don't need it or buy additional equipment if we, need, we don't need it. So what we're working with the Department of Agriculture on is like, just give us $107,000, and as long as we spend it on Zika-related work, mm -hmm. for example, it could be for salary, it could be for overtime, it could be any of that, but it doesn't have to be a fixed percentage. I, I understand. So it's, it's certainly not my prerogative, I don't, and it's not the board's, but it's, I'd speak for myself. It's not our job to tell you how to do your job. And I would, say, I would kind of respond, why not? If, if they're saying you spend 20% of it on salaries, bank that for salaries and go buy, you're going to use the chemicals. I mean, I've been up at 3.34 in the morning when the truck shows up, but it's almost kind of like a, kind of like a horror film. I mean, this truck's coming around, fogging the neighborhood, and, you know, just, it's, just, it's, it's great, but at the same time, it, you know, you're out there, it's a big county. I, I get all this. I, you know what? I guess I'm a little frustrated that, for the same frustrations you, you all have, that governor's been on, on forums and um, Mabel in my office was at the forum and I was out of town, and they talked about how important this is. It's very important. And I'm not pointing the finger just to Tallahassee. Matter of fact, very, very slightly that way, but really at the federal government. Again, not your problem, but completely inept to do anything positive for the United States and the people who really matter. If we can't issue a word of bill and we can't get Zika money sent out, I mean, this is these are issues that we're all in this, you know, local governments where it all, where it all, rubber meets the road, where it all happens. You're trying to figure out how to get money to make sure we don't have this terrible thing in our county. And, you know, we've got people who are, Anyway, um, it's, it's hard to believe. Uh, have you, is your interaction, your office's interaction, and Dr. Thatcher's directly with uh, uh, Commissioner Putnam? I'm sorry? Commissioner Putnam, the Agricultural Commissioner? We, not directly with the Commissioner. Um, well, the, his office? Through his, through his office, yes. Is, is that, are those hurdles or those, those issues still in place there? Yes, they, they, they agreed to evaluate it, but I haven't got a definitive answer to okay. that yet. Okay. I would just, I would just think, because of the agricultural background and the, the, the his his history, I, I think they would get this, and it shouldn't be something that would be held up by stupid stuff. Thank you, Commissioner Commissioner Fur. What? Just one quick question. I, I've been told there's a difference between the larvicide being used in Dade County as opposed to Broward County. Can you um, extrapolate on that? Sure. Um, 
larvicides to kill the, the larvae and adulticides to kill the adult mosquito. I think much of the negative press has been toward the adulticide chemical that's being used. Um, I'm not quite sure what they're using for larvicide, but our product is completely natural, it's organic. Um, it's made of two, two uh, active ingredients that found in the natural environment. In fact, it's listed on the Organic Material Review Institute um, as the only larvicide material that can be spread over an organic farm. And that's what we're proposing to use. I think people would like to hear that. It's good, thank you. Uh, Commissioner Bogan. Um, I'm going to ask the question in, in um, if money was not an issue and you could proactively go out and do as much as you want, is this the amount of money you'd be asking for today or would you be asking for more? Currently, this is what, currently this is what we need. Now, if the, the local cases bec become a spike, that number could spike very quickly because then we would amass more weapon, more resource to it. But currently, I believe this is what we need to handle uh, our effort right For now. For responses and to be proactive? That is correct, sir. Great, thank you. Uh, Commissioner Holness. Yes, thanks for the presentation. I know I wasn't sitting here, but uh, thanks to technology. While I was on the phone catching up on some other stuff and dealing with other things I was hearing and, and seeing, uh, it's great that we have local government. Uh, as my colleague said, this is where the rubber meets the road. We are proactive. We are engaged. The people are calling us in my office uh, that they need help. They, they need to make sure this is taken care of and dealt with. Uh, so uh, county administrator, uh, kudos for, for, for bringing this to ensure that we are ahead of it uh, as much as we can be at this point in time uh, to ensure and, and, and uh, Commissioner Bogan asked whether or not you'd need more. I'm sure if you need more in the future, you will come. And it's, it's, it's important enough for us to do what's necessary to ensure that our people are, 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 are not at risk and, and we do everything we can to mitigate any, any, any further spiraling of this. That's correct. Um, Dr. Thatchy, if you don't mind. I don't know if you had any comments. You've been here with us all day. I do apologize again. No, absolutely. And we appreciate you hanging out with us. Absolutely. I, it was a great learning experience. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Very well said. No, about the importance of local government. Um, I actually just really wanted to thank folks. Um, first of all, I want to thank you, Mayor and Commissioners, for being so proactive and, and so visionary and having the forethought to support such a rigorous and effective mosquito control district. Obviously in a county such as Broward, that's absolutely critical with respect to preventing not only Zika transmission, not only chikungunya and dengue, but many other mosquito-borne illnesses uh, as well. I also wanted to thank the county administrator and the assistant county administrator. You were available at a moment's notice for a consultation by telephone to attend meetings, exercises, roundtables, and anything else that we um, found out that we were going to participate in or have. Um, we really appreciate that support very, very much. Um, I want to echo what Anton said about the partnership between the health department and Broward County Mosquito Control. We've continued this partnership over the years through dengue and chikungunya, and it did prevent 
sustain local transmission of those diseases. And that's the same strategy that we're employing with respect to Zika. And so for every suspect case, and you know, there have been hundreds, um, we call Broward County Mosquito Control, and immediately they're out there with our folks, um, not only at the address, but within 300 yards going door to door, um, providing education and mosquito control activities. And they've, they've been to thousands and thousands of addresses of, of suspect and um, confirmed cases and, and the appropriate radius around those. And so the professionalism uh, uh, and the expertise and, and the fact that your staff seems to have endless capacity to take on a tremendous workload um, is really, I believe, one of the reasons why we are where we are with respect to not having any active transmission um, of Zika virus here uh, in Broward County. And then finally, I really want to thank uh, Broward County Emergency Management and Miguel Ascarans um, for doing what he does every day, which is making sure that all the response partners are coordinated and organized uh, and, and communicating. And uh, also kudos to our staff at the health department. Um, we have really put out over a million uh, flyers and palm cards into Broward County, generally um, throughout the county, but also targeted at zip codes that have been identified as being particularly high risk, and census tracts specifically, that have been identified as being high risk for local transmission of Zika. And those are ones with low socioeconomic status, um, higher proportion of non-white population, higher proportion of women of childbearing age, and higher proportion of people that don't speak English at home. So we've very much targeted our underserved communities with respect to our information in four languages. Uh, we put out information through beauty parlors, barbershops, daycare centers, corner stores, and every other type of local business that you can um, possibly imagine, as well as going door to door um, around um, many, many um, addresses and providing information to people, you know, staff out there in the heat um, going door to door, helping people to actually drain standing water and providing them with the drain and cover information. Um, we've also been working very closely with our healthcare providers. We have maintained a database of the thousands of licensed physicians in Broward County, as well as our hospitals, infection control practitioners, urgent care centers, retail-based clinics, volunteer clinics. We're constantly blast emailing them out um, information with respect to the latest guidance. And I'm here with our communicable disease director, Patrick Jenkins. He's been 24-7, uh, literally, taking consultation from healthcare providers about Zika testing. And when that testing is sent through the state lab, it is free to the patient. And currently, um, under the governor's directive, we are providing at the health department free testing for Zika for any pregnant woman. Um, that would uh, want to be tested, although we prefer that healthcare providers um, review the risk and, and review that with their patients before referring them. We will provide that for any woman uh, who wants that testing. And so all of the efforts with mosquito control and emergency management and public education and communication and epidemiology are what have been effective before, and those are the strategies that we're going to use moving forward um, with respect to Zika. Great. Thank you. I'd be happy to answer any questions. And um, I guess uh, if I can just add, thank you very much for your presentation. Thank you very much for everything that you're doing, that the state is doing. And also I want to, um, to thank Ms. Henry as well for the county's very proactive approach in this. Um, as you know, this is a very serious matter, and there is a lot of concern out there among our residents. But I want to say just as one of our residents, something that I've noticed, and I, I really appreciate it, I really have appreciated the fact that it appears that uh, the governor, uh, our state representatives and senators, the, our 
congressional delegation for Florida and our U.S. senators appear to be on the same page overall in fighting for our communities and for Broward County and everybody on this issue. And it's very nice to actually see them uh, stand together for that. And so thank you for what you're doing. And, uh, and thank you as well. Thank you. Uh, with that said, do we have a motion to, to move this? There's been a motion and a second. All in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed, show item 90 passes unanimously. Aye. All opposed, show item 90 passes unanimously.